The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all... Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Fantastic to be here today, as always. A fine day to take your dog for a walk from where I'm sitting. And I'm excited about this show today. Um, Wanted to uh, dedicate this show to Spike, the Boston Terrier, who passed away last week. And, um, you know, it's a part of living with dogs that we have touched on regularly over the years here um, an important topic to talk about to connect over and to just keep in the conversation because it is a very big part of living with and loving pets Uh, we oftentimes have to say goodbye to them and it's not easy and it um, you know every situation is different and dedicating this show to Spike and um, also talking with Mark Robinson, who's the founder of, uh, I think, Walkin' Pets products. Walkin'Pets.com is the website. All the way from New Hampshire, Mark, welcome to the dog show. Thank you so much. Privileged to be here. Yeah, so you guys, we actually um, worked with you guys, and you were really great. Thank you so much for all your help um, before Spike uh, passed over. He, uh, we tried to get um, him used to the one of your products, which is a really fantastic product. And I actually was introduced to the concept probably several months ago, a year or so ago, when I saw um, just a, a dog video on social media with this blind dog who was walking with a loop right around the, the front of his face, sort of like a bubble, um, but just, you know, like a, a one sort of wire loop that went around in front of him. And so when he would touch a wall or, you know, get close to a wall or a doorway or anything, he would feel that surface on the hoop that was, you know, around him rather than hitting it with his face, which for a blind dog would be no fun, right? And so when Spike, um, Spike actually lost uh, one eye, um, had to have removed... I think a few years ago, and um, and then for another reason, um, just a couple months ago, not even, um, had lost the other eye. So he had lost both eyes, and then that's what um, inspired me to get in touch with you guys and actually try this product because I had remembered seeing it online. And you guys were really great to work with, and we just really thank you for helping us try to help Spike. It, it just ended up being his time. So... So I, I'm in your your site is really devoted to disabled pets. Well, that's what we're all about. We started out as handicappedpets.com. Mm-hmm. I noticed you had a little confusion with the name because that's because we're a little confusing with it. We've actually changed the name. I started the the company in in 2000, and we're recently changing the name from handicappedpets.com to walkinpets.com. Mm-hmm. And so in the meantime, we're calling it. Walking pets by handicappedpets.com. I see. Yeah, I wasn't sure if um, you know, what the I don't know if han- it so did you change the name just because of branding or Well, we changed the name because we've really been expanding our our scope. I see. As we've become accepted by people around the world in, as a resource for aging, injured and disabled pets. We've realized that it's more than a handicapped pet. It's help your pets walk. It's all aspects of walking pets. Mm-hmm. Our, our dog wheelchair, the walking blind dog halo, mm-hmm. uh, boots, harnesses, you know, everything you could need. So by calling it walking pets, we're taking it out of the realm of just handicapped pets. I see. And, and wh- you know what? Some of these pets, they're not handicapped at all. Yeah. What? So you started this in 2000? Yeah, I started uh, in in 2000. 
And what inspired you to start this, you know, with such a specific um, uh, market? Many, many years ago, I I had a a dog who was diagnosed with canine epilepsy and put the dog to sleep based on what the vet told me. Then when the Internet came on and um, I was able to do some research, I found I would have made a better decision if I'd had the resources to do that. Mm. So I created the resource and, and... HandicapPets.com started as a discussion area, and um, then I just listened to what people were saying, and they they told me what they needed. Mm. Yeah, there. It seems like <clears throat> there's not. Um, it, the market is certainly not flooded with products like yours. So it was really, really grateful to find you guys and and find this product. And and in Spike's case, it was the the walk and halo. Is that what you called it? The walk and blind dog halo. Yeah. It's such a great idea. I mean, when I saw the video of it, um, I don't even know how long it was, maybe a year ago, several months ago. And I was just like, wow, what a great idea. If I was that dog, I would want to have that on. So I'm not hitting my face. Well, strangely, the product was inspired many years ago by a by a blind cat. Mm. And I was watching a blind cat owned by a friend of mine navigating very well because of his whiskers and so i actually we were selling a helmet for dogs at the time and i created a helmet with whiskers sticking out of it Uh it was small pvc tubes yeah it didn't work unfortunately because they weren't they weren't sitting in the right position to help the dog but then the whiskers became a harness right now what we do is we attach a plastic-covered wire to a walking pet's front harness. Mm-hmm. And it extends out in front of them kind of like a halo. Yeah. So that, as you said, as they're approaching a wall, they know it's coming. And it, it's changing blind dogs from timid to active again. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging to see. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, I mean, I know in, in my work in locally here in Seattle, and I also consult with people on the phone all over the world in the realm of training and behavior. And I imagine, as is true with most things, you know, every dog is so different. But I'm curious to know how you've, um, you know, some stories of how you've, you know, heard a dog sort of respond to having the halo on and realizing, hey, you know, I have this 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 aid now, and to see them explore more, you know, gain more confidence. Curious to 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 hear what you witnessed, because Spike, unfortunately, was you know, it just ended up being he was ended up being close to end of life when we were trying to work with him and and do some training around you know teaching him how to be blind, basically, because he had just lost his second eye. Um, and he just wasn't up for it. So I'm curious to know, you know, your experience with this. Well, um, actually, we've, we've got a, a really, I, I've had some great experiences with that. Uh, one, of our, one of our star testers was named Sterling. Sterling was a small Pomeranian who was blind and had, had gone blind. And as soon as he went blind, um, it was almost as if his, his life was over. He, he didn't want to move. He was afraid to move. He was extremely timid. His world got very, very small. Mm-hmm. He would walk around in rooms that he was used to, but always afraid that somebody had moved furniture. Yeah. Dogs, Other dogs would come up to Sterling, and the fact that they were there would surprise him. Mm-hmm. Um, it really became very timid, really didn't want to move. Then we put this walking blind dog halo on Sterling, and and everything changed. Mm. There's some great videos we have on the website. He was one of our first testers as he's walking around and suddenly realizing that he's going to get a warning before he's smacked in the nose with a wall. Yeah. And uh, soon after, he, he Sterling put the walking blind dog halo on there are videos of him walking around the house with confidence Mm -hmm. uh, going outside playing with other dogs it was it was really heartening we really we really changed 
Sterling's life mm-hmm. with this device. And that's, that's really what we're all about, is, is supporting our community of aging, disabled, and injured pets. Mm-hmm. I even saw on your website, and you have this really cute music video that I posted on our Facebook page uh, for the pets, (laughs) or to the pets, to the pets, yeah. Um, I've got to say that that video was a gift to me from my team, and it was Mm. really uh, a a sweet gift. It made me, made my, filled me with joy. Basically, this is is the Handicapped Pets dot com team yeah. got together on their own and created this video oh. <laughs> that really says it all. Yeah. And it, it also talks about the fun that we have here mm-hmm. at walkingpets.com and it, it was it was done by Michaela who's our social media expert. If you follow us on Facebook, everything you see there is basically created by her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, yeah, they put me in the video at the very, very end. That's uh. me with the funny hair. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I posted it to our Facebook page. Um, it was our most recent post. It's really funny. Je- definitely check it out. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook. And and the, are you guys uh, walking pets on Facebook? Uh, no, handicappedpets.com. Handicappedpets.com, okay. Or Facebook, facebook.com slash handicappedpets. Okay. Yeah, we're in the middle of this transition, as I mentioned, but got it. Facebook hasn't quite caught up yet. Right. And I even saw in the video there's a goat with a um, like mobility cart. Well, when we started making these dog wheelchairs, we were we were looking at the dog population. We really were shocked to find out that some of them were used on goats. Are very popular pigs. It was a very famous pig called Chris P. Bacon, and uh, he was in our wheelchair. There was a wonderful Internet meme of a newscaster hysterically laughing mm-hmm. at this uh, pig's name. Mm. Um, we have uh, many horses, and uh, with our, our newest addition to our product line is the Walk on Wheels Mini, and we've got rabbits in that, lots of rabbits, mm. um, very popular cats. Basically what we're finding is that Anything that you bring into your family and decide to love as a pet will be given the same kind of health care options that any other family member gets. And, and as, as, a, as a dog or any pet gets elderly and, uh, or mobility impaired for any reason, that's not an end-of-life decision. Mm-hmm. It's a minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Now, in your video, I did see a snake. Don't tell me that you have a walking wheels reptile version. Uh, no, that's a great idea. I'll give it to my engineering. <laughs> uh, actually, that uh, the, the snake is a is a pet. We're all pet lovers here, yeah. and uh, and one of the members of of our team here uh, has has a pet snake, and we wanted to. They they wanted to put it in the meat in the video. Yeah, represent. Don't want to offend the snake. Right, exactly. Yeah. Don't want to leave out the snake. Again, the video was just for fun. We just did it in-house, and it oh, was all great. about us and who we are and yeah. what we have fun doing. I'm so glad you're, you, you, you're enjoying it. Yeah, well, and it's, it was great because it really brings levity, fun, playfulness, positive positivity to a topic that I think would be perceived as an often experienced as for both humans and their animals as a, as a hardship or a loss, um, an adjustment, you know, something that's stressful. And so to see you guys just, you know, joyful and to see all of these animals rocking, you know, rocking around in their wheels and everything, it was really great. So it was a kind of a nice, um, especially for that reason, I thought really, really re- refreshing and inspiring, actually. So really cute. Well, one of, one of my favorite parts of the, walkingpets.com website is our videos that get sent in from customers. We have thousands of happy, healthy dogs running, playing, swimming, skiing, uh, anything you can imagine. And these dogs are living happy, healthy lives in their walking wheels wheelchair. And that's that's really the key. That's what we're all about is mm-hmm. 
your disabled dog, your handicapped dog, uh, living a happy, healthy life. So do you have any, for anybody listening now who uh, maybe has a dog who's newly disabled, whether it be um, blind or had to have a limb amputated or, or, you know, for whatever the reason, and I know this is a general question and I'm certainly open to specific answers about specific types of contexts, um, you know, resources or guidance that you could suggest to people, okay, this yeah. is this is the case. This you know this is what you guys do in a in a a world that you focus on and that you know a lot more about than the average person. So you know any advice, tips, resources, recommendations that you can offer people for various disabled pets? Yes, start early would be the key. It's very important if you begin to see your dog, for example becoming a little bit weak in the hind legs, which is very common as they age, then begin by using our rear support leash. If you begin supporting the dog's rear end early, if you, if you begin dealing with whatever is going on with the dog early, then the dog has far less of an adjustment period as time goes on. Mm. Um, the... Um, so, you know, if you start with the rear support leash and then move to the, say, combo harness, which is more of a support, and then perhaps to the wheelchair, then this isn't a big transition for him. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also a lot of information. We, we try to address this constantly on our blog. And um, in our blog and, and, and the reviews and the articles we have on the website have this kind of advice. It's... Mm. You're not alone in this. And one of the key messages of our website at first was, you're not alone caring for an aging, disabled, or injured pet. And when you realize that and realize that other people are having this problem and solving it brilliantly, then your dog's disability becomes, as I said, a minor inconvenience, not a crisis. Yeah. And having the resources and the support is is awesome. So it's great that you have created that. It's you know not just selling products, but you really offer uh, community information support for people to reach out because it's not you know there's not a lot of uh, you know local resources. I think you you know go to your local you know disabled pets training center and you know i mean that just doesn't really exist so it's mm-hmm. such a fabulous thing about the internet is that it allows us to connect from wherever we are and and use each other as a resource and and help each other out in that way yeah well you mentioned facebook before and that's been a great resource for us we have over a hundred thousand people on our on our facebook site and mm-hmm. they very often ask these questions we all we also have have a forum the great example, when I started with somebody who posted trying to talk to other pet owners about how to put a pampers on a dog and how to cut the tail hole without all the stuffing coming out. It's mm. the kind of information that you won't get unless you've got a community. Right. Of course, now we have diapers for dogs. So it's... Right. Yeah. And I see you have um, splints as well yep. for support. Um, um kinds of common problems that uh, pet owners have and supporting the leg with our splints, our hawk wraps, our hawk holders, things like that um, are, are just, just part of the solution. Uh, the splints are great for, for adding stability to a, to a leg or for um, you know, holding it in one position. We've actually got some Great products for that that are just just booty splints or just hawk or carpal splints. So yes, splinting can be an important tool used and is very often used by veterinarians. Mm-hmm. And then and they're all very affordable, which is important. Yeah, and on your blog, I see there's a post six tips to help you best care for your disabled pet, and it's giving all of this great um, great advice, just general advice. So I'm curious, what makes your walk, um, 
the the wheels, walking wheels. That's what they're called. Okay. So there's now I know that there are, you know, you're not the only company making them. So I'm curious to know what what about your design that really, you know, has it be a really like nicely functional product for pets versus some that maybe, you know, it's a great idea, but they're not all created equally. So, you know, tell me a little bit about the design of yours and, you know, they look really stable. I can see the, you know, nice big wheels that are sort of angled to prevent it from tipping. So I can see that just from looking at it. Well, the, the big key is uh, adjustability. When when mm-hmm. I designed this, the only other wheelchairs on the market were custom wheelchairs that needed to be ordered with lots of measurements. You had to take like 13 measurements. They'd make the wheelchair for your dog. You'd then get it, and if your dog changed in health and weight, you'd need to adjust it, and you couldn't. So I made my wheelchair adjustable so that one one size wheelchair can snap in different wheels and go, well, our, our medium-sized wheelchair will go from a dog from about 30 to about 120 pounds. Wow. It also folds flat. Some of the original wheelchairs were, were fixed in shape so that the large ones, you couldn't even get into the back seat of a car. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ability for this to fold flat and be carried on your shoulder or in a bag, which, which we include in, in the medium size. Mm makes it very convenient to carry. We, we wanted to make this not only the ability to order it off the shelf and have it next day, but we wanted to make it adjust as the dog changes or if you need to use it on another dog and um, make it just attractive and easy and comfortable. Yeah. User-friendly. Uh-huh. I know the Halo was uh, adjustable, which was really important because we were working with kind of the height of, you know, where it's where it sits up off the shoulders to adjust to get it so that it was, you know, around Spike's face and not sitting up over his head. And so through working with uh, working with you guys, and you guys were great, you know, really supportive and helping us figure out how to adjust it and work with that. And it was like, oh, that's, that's a really important piece to it that we experienced was that adjustability part of it. Because, of course, dogs have different dimensions and you can't have, you know, 200 different skews of the same thing, you know, and have people try to take all these measurements. Right. We've, re- we've re- actually recently just posted a new adjustability instruction yeah. for the walk and blind dog halo that involves um, bending it in a certain way so that it protects the ears a little more and is a little closer to the nose. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a relatively new product for us, and uh, this you know, we're we're learning from uh, users what's needed. Yeah. And uh, this this new adjustability aspect allows you to adjust the walk and blind dog halo even more than mm-hmm. what we what we did for Spike. Are there any common mistakes or you know don'ts that you could you know recommend to people that they often do and then learn, you know, learn from their mistakes kind of thing? Anything like that that comes to mind? Um, yeah. One of them has to do with starting early. If you, right. if you don't start early, then um, the transition period is uh, can be a, a little more stressful on the dog. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the biggest thing is just don't despair. Mm-hmm. When... When it turns out your dog needs something extra, needs a little help, um, there are solutions, and there are solutions that work, and research them. There, as you mentioned, there are some other wheelchairs on the market. Um, we're, we've put over 10 years of experience into this, into this wheelchair. It's patented. We sell it around the world. Mm-hmm. It's not the cheapest wheelchair, but it is the best, mm-hmm. and that's something that... I, not only am I saying, but it's it's the reviews. Mm-hmm. When you when you look at the reviews of a wheelchair uh, online, you can really do the research and see why we call ours the best by far. Yeah. So it's the walking pets, walking wheels, 
Uh, you can find them at handicappets.com and walkinpets.com also works, take you to the same yeah. place. And in addition to the products, again, I just think that the the informational resource that you are, the opportunity for people to connect with others, ask questions about things that you wouldn't even wouldn't even think would come up until you're trying, you know, like you mentioned the cutting a diaper without, you know, without the stuffing coming out, like little tips and tricks that make a big difference in success. And, you know, when you say don't despair, you know, yeah, your intention, your attitude, bringing a positive attitude is huge, but it's going to be hard for somebody to do that if they feel like they're all alone or if they don't have the resources and information that they need. And so this really helps people to stay positive and say, hey, you know, don't, it's okay. You know, your dog can potentially adjust and live a, a full happy life beyond this, you know, like you said, what can become an inconvenience, not necessarily a crisis. And so it's just a really great community. And I really thank you for offering this to the world. Well, thank you very much and for the work you do as well. We really, we, we appreciate this, this opportunity and it's uh, been a privilege to support these guys. Yeah. And for me, you know, I, for Spike, who I knew since he was a puppy, um, to be able to connect his owner, who's a dear friend of mine, and, and, and you know, I mean, such a personal thank you as well. And, and just, again, dedicating this show to him and his life and, and to all the other animals who have had to go through something like this, regardless of the outcome. Um, it's just really great. So handicappets.com is the website. You can find them on Facebook. You can also find them through our Facebook page. I shared that video. It's adorable. I really recommend it. And also, I know you're in New Hampshire. I'm from Massachusetts originally and went to school in Vermont. So I'm feeling feeling the New England connection as well. You are guys, you feeling the two, the two feet of snow? I was going to say, you guys are getting some serious weather out there. But we've got skis for our wheelchair, so yeah. our dogs are doing fine. Oh, that's adorable. What a great idea. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time. It was great to have you on, on the show, and thank you for all you do HandicapPets.com is their website. Definitely check them out. Refer them to anybody that you think could help. You guys take care. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to stick with the Handicap Pets theme and going to air my conversation with Barbara Teckel with the late Frankie, the walk and roll wiener dog, who has some children's books out and a really great message. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Till my dog on wheels, I tell my fashions and woes. Till my dog on wheels, I tell my secrets and more. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We have Barbara Teckel and Frankie the Walk and Roll Wiener Dog on the show with us today. Hi, Barb. Hello. How are you? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Now, where, where are you and Frankie calling from? We are calling from Wisconsin. Wow. And we're actually in our little writing studio, and Frankie is napping below my feet. And she's actually, we were talking about weather before. It's a little cool here. Nice. So she's wrapped up in her little blanket. Yeah, well, and my dachshund's like that. If it's like we've had this kind of brutal heat for us, she'll be laying in the sun. You know, <laughs> like she can't be warm enough. I can relate. Yeah. So you have just a such a wonderful story with Frankie, and you have these two really adorable and touching children's books, Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog and then Frankie the Walk and Roll Therapy Dog visits Libby's house. And um, that's uh, Libby's house is a, a nursing home or retirement home type. It's actually a senior assisted facility. Okay, senior assisted facility. Well, tell us about your Frankie's story. And now, Frankie, what the walk and roll part is that Frankie is in a cart or like a right. doggy version of a wheelchair, kind of. Right, exactly. Um, it's actually called a dog cart, but 
I often call it a wheelchair just because it's easier for for people to try and picture what exactly that is. It's sort of like a human being in a wheelchair, but it's a dog mm-hmm. in a wheelchair made for them. You know, when she walks with her front legs, she's got wheels on the back that pull her along so she can walk and run pretty much like a regular dog does. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie actually suffers from intervertebral disc disease. Mm-hmm. For short, it's called IVDD. Mm-hmm. It's very common in the dachshund breed. Um, one in five um, usually ends up doing something to their spine. Mm-hmm. And when Frankie was about six and a half years old, which is um, she's going to be 11 actually on Friday. Wow. But when she was six and a half, she um, ruptured um, a disc. It's actually the T13, I believe it was, sort of back by her tail. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had the surgery, and she was given about a 10 to 30% chance of the surgery working. Mm. And after she came out of surgery, um, I researched like crazy what I could do for her and discovered that um, physical therapy would help her. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to a specialist about two hours from where I live because there's, there's nowhere near me that actually does physical therapy for animals at this point. Mm-hmm. So I had a specialist teach me some things I could do for her. And I was really hoping that, you know, Frankie would walk again um, with the physical therapy. And statistically, when they suffer this type of um, disease um, and an injury like this, um, they tell you if, if they're going to walk again, you'll usually see improvement within about three months. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously that didn't happen with Frankie, and I had to go for option B, which was the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I was very I was very hesitant about that. It was, a, it was a little bit of a process for me to get through because in my mind at the time, I really thought that Frankie should walk again, that mm. it was hard for me at first to accept that she would have to be in a wheelchair. And I, you know, I really wondered, you know, is her, you know, what's her quality of life going to be like? And, um, but once I got through that process and and uh, ordered the wheelchair, and it arrived, you know, it it just changed our life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's been an amazing journey, and it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life is having this little dog who has taught me. Wow. I mean, you know, I really don't worry anymore what people think of me. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to worry about that all the time. Well, so she helped you, too, personally, not... Oh, absolutely. I, I... I am a much more compassionate person um, than I ever was before. I mean, I think I was pretty much before that. But, you know, I've just, and I've, I've learned so much about challenges and really looking at my life in a different way and not being, not being negative about things and trying to look at every challenge that I have mm-hmm. as there's going to be something I'm going to learn from this, you know, and what, what is that lesson going to be? And, you know, because challenges, I really realize they're, they aren't given to us to, to make us feel bad or to punish us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's usually a really good reason to why this came into our life, and it's up to us to discover that and to look for the blessings. And that's mm-hmm. really, you know, a lot of the things that Frankie taught me by watching her and observing her as she went through all of this. Yeah. Well, and you say that you do a lot with children as well and that you teach children that every right. challenge can be overcome by having a positive attitude. Right, because you think, you know, you think back when you were a child, I think most children go through this. You know, you worry what, you know, you get new glasses or you have to get braces or maybe mm-hmm. you're the bigger kid in the class. And, you know, I went through some of that as a kid and it was, gosh, it was torture. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it was pure torture. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, with Frankie being in the wheelchair, and I mean, I know she's made, had a positive effect on children. Mm-hmm. And I really tried to explain to them that even though Frankie went through all of this and her back legs don't work so well anymore and she's got this wheelchair, I explain it to them that it's really her tool. It's a tool that helps her walk to live her best life, just like them having glasses or braces Mm -hmm. to live their best life also. And that she's happy. That she's very happy, exactly. I think think we get the misconception that because a dog... You know, and I I heard this a lot at the beginning when I started doing this and getting my name out there and getting Frankie out there. You know, some people just couldn't understand how a dog could have a quality life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, dogs don't feel sorry for themselves, nor do they look at this as a disability. Mm -hmm. Like They have no concept of that whatsoever, as as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and there's a picture, too, that really struck me. The photo, actually, in the book, Frankie, uh, when she visits Libby's house. And I'm just going to read a couple sentences. As we strolled off the elevator, a man in a wheelchair came rolling toward us. Oh, what do we have here? He reached down and stroked my fur. This is from Frankie's point of view. You have wheels just like me, little pup. What happened? My mom told the kind man how I hurt my back and how my dog cart helps me walk. His eyes filled with tears. That is so wonderful. How nice of you to come here and visit. You just made my day. And the picture of Frankie and her little wheels looking up at this older gentleman with his wheels and just kind of the the connection that happens there for him and for anyone that who's in a wheelchair themselves, whether it be a child or an adult or older adult. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite illustrations actually in the book. I it's just such a it's such a tender moment and it was mm. it was just an amazing moment when that happened too. Yeah. Well and I that at that uh that photo struck me. As soon as I saw it, I just got it. Mm. Yeah. So Frankie Frankie, I think he said it was it five or six years ago that she got her wheels? Four years ago, July. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. And so now you had had these hopes to do therapy dog work with your other dog. I did. I did. I About five years ago, um, I had a chocolate lab who was diagnosed with terminal bone cancer. Mm-hmm. And when I lost her, that was really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, re- I went through some soul searching myself and uh, ended, up de- ended up deciding I wanted to become a writer at the age of 41. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write about animals and especially dogs and and the things that they teach us, because I really learned a lot watching my chocolate lab as she had cancer. Mm-hmm. She lived for about eight months with um, bone cancer, and you would have never known mm. she had cancer. She just got up every morning and did her same thing, and um, I was just so amazed by that. And I wanted to, um, so I decided I wanted to write about dogs, and I also thought, wow, it would be, would be so great to, um, because I was missing her, and I, I thought, what, what about people that are in nursing homes or hospice or hospitals and they don't have their animal with them? I mean, I could be with my animals 24 hours a day, eight days a week. Mm-hmm. You know? I love being with them. Yeah. And I thought, wow, it would be so fun to have a therapy dog and write mm-hmm. about those experiences. Mm-hmm. So I was in the process. I, I got a new little lab, um, Kylie at the time. She's now almost five. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was training her to be my therapy dog. And that's when Frankie got hurt. So I had to put everything on hold, mm-hmm. but um, the universe works in some mighty special ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I ended up discovering really that Kylie wasn't really meant to be a therapy dog, and uh, Frankie was supposed to be my therapy dog, mm-hmm. so that's how that all transpired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes things don't turn out the way you think they're going to, oh, right. but they still turn out. They turn out better sometimes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and Frankie is at your feet for the interview, so she is there. Yes. And I'm sure listening. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I think she's snoring. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is she under covers by any chance? She's totally bundled in her little periwinkle yes. star covers. Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> Dachshunds are very, very good. I know Leia. I, she always impresses me at how good she is at getting comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I'll look at her sometimes and just be like, oh, that looks so comfortable. She's just on a mound of blankets and... And the more, the better. Draped over, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter how hot it is. So you take, uh, have you traveled the country with Frankie, or are you mostly in Wisconsin and surrounding states? I'm mostly in Wisconsin, um, and then, you know, with the technology of Skype, which I think is just a wonderful tool, mm-hmm. um, I'm very conscious of Frankie and not overwhelming her, mm-hmm. um, you know, and keeping her healthy, so... Mm-hmm. You know, the travel issue, I think, would be a bit much for her, especially as she's getting a little bit older. So I really like the idea that we can actually do Skype, and it works out so well that the kids can see her quite well, you know, via the computer. So um, those have gone over very nicely. And have you done uh, special needs classes or children children with disabilities themselves? Um, I've done a few adult groups um, that... Mm -hmm. um, they're mentally challenged or um, have some physical needs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the avenues that I'm looking at getting into a little bit more um, in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, definitely when I visit regular schools, um, we do encounter, you know, kids in wheelchairs or, you know, 
with some sort of challenge, mm-hmm. you know, as we're out and about. So, And I think what you said, too, I think every child, I know mine, you know, I don't think anybody has an easy time as an adolescent, no. early adolescence. Right. I didn't, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish to go back for anything. I mean, I'm like, oh, I can't believe that I made it. It's just everything feels, feels so insecure and worried about what everybody else thinks, and you know, it's all so superficial. And then you realize that none of it really matters. I know, I know, but it takes us a long time to get there. Yeah, yeah. I just, I hope that Frankie can at least instill a little bit of that in them, and when they're going through challenges that they're reminded of Frankie and it and maybe it will help them get through those challenges Mm -hmm. and you had said in your book too I think it was the the teacher the first teacher the one that that suggested that Frankie be the therapy dog Mm -hmm. that she brought her dog in and that her um, kids she was an elementary school teacher that her kids read to her dog yes and she still does that she has a program called her dog's name is Preston Mm -hmm. and her program is called pages for Preston and each week she brings Preston into the classroom, and, um, oh, there's some adorable pictures of the kids reading. And they're reading Frankie's books, of course. Oh, nice. To Preston. So <laughs> she's been a, just a huge supporter of everything that I've done with Frankie and truly believes in what animals can teach our kids. Yeah. We have a program in this area called Reading with Rover. That's a similar where it's a, yeah. a whole group of dogs and kids, and the kids are just reading to the dogs, and the dogs are just sitting next to them. It's the sweetest thing. I believe that's actually going to be on um, ABC tonight on uh, World News. They're going to be talking about the therapy dog reading program. Oh, it ac- e- it's either tonight or it was last night. Really? Yeah, Diane Sawyer is actually doing a segment on that. Is Do you know which program it is? Um, ABC News, uh, World News. I mean, which uh, oh. which reading program? Oh, that I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure what state they're in because I know mm-hmm. there's various different re- reading programs th- throughout the state. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, good to know. So you have a teaching guide. That's Is it available now or is it coming out? It's not available now. I'm um, in the process of finishing up on it, but um, it will go along with both of my books to help teachers do special lessons and plans to further expand on Frankie's messages and to really, you know, drive home the point of what she has to teach and that I'm hoping to have that available at the latest would be the end of September but I'm sure I'm going to have it out way before then unless something crazy happens mm-hmm. but I will actually have a free download on my website on my teacher on my website I have a special section just for teachers um, that they can go and download that and um, I actually had a third grade teacher um, put it together for me I'm doing the layout right now mm-hmm. and um, I think it'll just be a great tool to help expand um the great life lessons that Frankie's teaching. Yeah. I actually know a couple of teachers in Seattle that uh, I will share that with as well. So That would be wonderful. Yeah. They want to have us come in via Skype. We love doing Skype calls. Oh, okay. It's a great time. Excellent. And for those of you who are just joining us, Barb and Frankie uh, uh, share their message of living life to the fullest in a wheelchair to uh, children and teach children that every challenge can be overcome by having a positive attitude. And Frankie is a dachshund who has a a back uh, disc disease and is in a dog cart. And Frankie is now a therapy dog. And you have a couple of very cute children's books. What is your website, Barb? It's joyfulpaws.com, and I'll spell that. It's J-O-Y-F-U-L-P-A-W-S. All right, joyfulpaws.com. Correct. And now you are on Facebook and Twitter and all of those fine things? I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and Frankie is very active on Facebook and Twitter. I'm sure she is. (laughs) And she also has a blog, which you can get to through my website. Mm -hmm. Um, So I encourage and ask people to check that out. And we have uh, all of the all of your links are also posted on the Dog Talk Show website, which is www.dogtalkshow.com. You can just go right there at the top of the homepage. You'll see Frankie the Walk and Roll Wiener Dog and all of her links. So you can also go there as well if you can't write these down right now. So now you were telling me about something called Dodgers List. Right. Dodgers List is an organization that was formed. I'm not sure how long ago it was formed um, because. Dodger was actually a dachshund who was put to sleep prematurely um, when he was diagnosed with um, intervertebral disc disease, like Frankie has. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And the reason he was put to sleep is because there just isn't or wasn't and still isn't enough education out there to give to give owners of dachshunds hope that these animals truly can live quality lives. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I was one of them. I, I was not educated. My first thought, I was going to have to put Frankie to sleep. But I know better now. So every chance that I, I can, I, I share Dodgers List with people because they are instrumental in helping you through, like, those first three months, which are so tough. Yeah. And um, they give you the different options that are available. There's surgery. There's conservative treatment. Um, they just came out with a DVD. It's mm-hmm. three bucks. Mm. And if you have a dachshund, it is the best three bucks you could ever spend to mm. educate yourself. And while you're at it, it's really a great idea to get one for um, your vet as well so that they're educated and can educate any clients coming in. Mm, and, excellent. And just a side note, it doesn't just happen to dachshunds. But yeah. Just, you know, it's more prone in them, but it can happen to any dog, really. Yeah. And that was something that struck me, too, as you were talking earlier in the interview today about um, how what a hard time that that was for you mm-hmm. when you know you found out about this and you know and how scary that must be it was it was excruciatingly scary yeah <laughs> and i i was 1400 miles away from home i wasn't even with her um mm. i was on vacation and not knowing so very little bit about it you know i just i really didn't know what my options were and i I really thought, you know, at first the vet said 10% chance of her walking, and I I couldn't imagine how she was going to have a good life if she couldn't walk again. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, it was very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all turned out great. And, it, and, and there is hope. There is hope for these little guys and yeah. girls. Well, I've got some things to post on the website, too. And as part of Wienerfest, there actually was a cart race. With, there were two dogs that were actually in, in dog carts mm-hmm. that uh, participated in their, their own special wiener dog race, and it was absolutely <laughs> adorable. I bet it was. And I have that on video, so I'll have to get that up on, on the Dog Talk Show website as well because Leia's race, my dachshund's race, is on there. And one thing that I noticed that I wanted to share as well that I noticed at Wienerfest is, you know, to just be really careful and mindful of their backs since they are prone to it. And I saw a lot of people picking their dogs up in a way that was really straining the back and to make sure that you're supporting both underneath the chest and underneath the abdomen and pelvic area. Because if you just pick them up by their chest and let their backs hang down, that's putting a lot of strain Right. On the dogs. And I, I saw a bit of that. And um, also, too, with how important it is, good nutrition and keeping the dogs lean mm-hmm. and not overweight. And that can be really challenging with dachshunds because they typically love to eat. <laughs> they do. And they're little. So if they overeat just a little bit, that you know may not look like much to our human eyes. But for a dachshund, that could mean weight gain versus not weight gain. And how important that is in keeping a dog healthy, any dog, really. Um, obesity is a huge problem, uh, probably the biggest health problem I think we have. Um, and so just to, you know, really, really work to keep your dog nice and lean. And if you need um, some suggestions on really healthy ways to do that without putting your dog on some sort of prescription diet that's mostly peanut holes, um, and I'm not making that up, then you can always email me, and I'm happy to refer you to some websites with great resources on different foods to help your dog lose weight. And my email is host at dogtalkshow.com. And you can also email me if you would like free car stickers. We have uh, free car stickers. I'll I'll send some stickers out to you and Frankie, Barbara. Oh, thank you. And they're uh, very cute. They have our logo on it, and they are waterproof. And um, you can put them on anything, and they're great. And you're improved. Yes, Eric. Thank you. (laughs) Every time, every time. <laughs> it is the dog talk show. It I is, feel like after we need all, to point that out. After all. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think, you know, what you and Frankie do is so wonderful. And, and the message, the, the greater message of having a positive attitude and, you know, you sort of do, you are the only really control that we have is how we react kind of to what life throws at us. Exactly. That's, I, I, say that quite often that we can't control a lot of what's going on in the world and around us but you know we can always control our choice you know we that can never be taken away from us how we're going to choose to look at life and how we're going to handle situations and you know 
I'm telling you, when I when I decided to look at things more positively, it's amazing yeah. how much your life changes. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. Well, and something really beautiful came was created out of something that was very hard and scary. Right. And right. to you know, keeping that positive attitude and you know, day day by day and doing the best you can, and you never know what rewards you'll get and you know, what lessons you'll learn and all that. So mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And so great to, to spread that message to children. Um, it's, that, it's, it's an absolute honor um, to, to be Frankie's mom and to be, and to be able to do that. Um, you know, I wake up every morning just so excited to get going with mm-hmm. the day and I look at little Frankie and, you know, I do, I thank God every day for her, yeah. you know, that I have her. Well, and she's lucky to have you too. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the show today. It was a joy to have you and to share your story and uh, give Frankie a pat from, from me and Leah. I will do that. Thanks for helping us spread the message. Absolutely. We it. And your website is joyfulpaws.com. Thank you to Barbara Teckle and the late Frankie, the walk and roll wiener dog. And before that, to handicappets.com for all of the wonderful products and resources that they offer the community. Really, really amazing work. And again, dedicating this show to Spike, the Boston Terrier, who recently crossed the Rainbow Bridge after having the opportunity to try the walk-in halo uh, collar, walk-in blind dog halo by HandicapPets.com, which is a really amazing product. Um, It just turned out that he was close to end of life, and that was just his time as it happens, and it's always sad, and anybody who is feeling the loss of a pet right now in their heart, regardless of how long ago it was, just know that we know how hard it is, and to just keep moving and keep your heart open to other other animals, because one of the things that I've learned as I've grieved pets, dogs, is that we our heart really has an endless capacity to love dogs again even when you feel like this one is special etc keep open to new pets because they really are amazing thanks for listening to the dog show with julie forbes we'll be back next week live here on alternative talk am 1150